Pegasus Podcast, presented by Night Sports Now. UCF news, views, and a few hot takes. Now, here are your hosts, Bailey Go Knights Adams and Christian Charge-On Simmons. Welcome into episode 169. Be sure you're following us on Twitter at BaileyJAdams22, at ByCA Simmons, and at Night Sports Now. Well, that didn't go as we anticipated it would. Thought it UCF not. might lose that game by about 45 to 74 points. Um, they lost by two. Came down to a two-point conversion miss, which we can talk about. But on the whole, where do you want to start? Do I, I think I told you before the podcast, like, you want to start with that? But like I immediately led into talking about how pretty much good everything else was. I'm surprised by that because you've seemed we've been texting throughout the game, which we don't often do, and you've just seemed really angry about everything all day. So I'm surprised that you seem kind of chipper right now. I was worried that I was going to have to like prevent you from like calling for no, it to be fired. No, 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 I was not even really feeling like that during the game. I think it was like the thing was on the grand the grand scope of everything. I'm pretty pretty satisfied right now with how they played. I thought it was going to go a lot worse. When you break it down to the game itself, I'm like they could have won that game, and that's where it was like an in the moment frustration, but. It was because you, you were, there was, oh, I felt like they were so close. Yeah. Just like a couple times they could have taken, could have extended the lead from more than three points, more than six points. And then the final time they didn't was when it went the other way. But no, that I was mean, the it, frustration because the, the offense yeah. basically had three straight drives where it was like, just get some points on this drive and build a cushion. And they just never really could. And it's like, I, but it's hard for me to get super angry about that because I'm like, I was expecting them to get destroyed in this game. Like, we all were. Yeah. And anyone who says they weren't, like, was just crazy. Like, they, they, this should not have been a close game. And it wasn't even a close game where it was like, well, Oklahoma just keeps shooting themselves in the foot. Like, there was some of that. They missed a couple of field goals. But, like, UCF, especially on defense, just played a really good game, which is the last thing I was expecting after last week. And it's – they. They went on the road to the number six team in the country, a team that's been destroying everyone they play. Like this isn't just like a team that's like sort of gotten to six and oh, they 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 beat Iowa State 50 to 20 in their first Big 12 game. They beat Texas, they beat Arkansas State 77 to nothing at one point this season. Like this was a I'm shocked. I'm shocked that this was a two-point game. And it, without UCF looking fluky, but actually just playing a good game. Yeah, no, I think because that was the thing is it, those three drives of where they didn't extend the lead, I think came after five straight drives of them scoring. And even early on in the game, it felt like they weren't going to do anything. Like they, yeah. the first quarter, they had like 15 yards and they couldn't move the ball. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a long afternoon. But even during that period, like the defense looked better than I expected. Oklahoma missed two field goals. And I was like, UCF still in this game. I don't know for how much longer they will be. And they were in it for a long time. And even when they looked probably out of it, 31-23, they had a 45-yard play from, from JRP to, to Randy Pittman. And then yeah. they scored a touchdown on fourth and 10. There was never a and point where they weren't in it. Like it was a, yeah. it was a full on close game start to finish. And then the added detail on top of all of this is that it leaks out early this morning that UCF is dealing with some sort of virus and yeah. a bunch of the team is sick. And they say on the broadcast that 13 different players, including John Rice Plumley, who's still trying to get back from his knee issue, had to get IVs before the game. He had to get two, right? two IVs for this yeah. game. And I just, for UCF to literally have a flu game where they're all freaking sick. I, I mean, when I saw that this morning, like we were talking about, it, I was like, it's going to be so much worse than I even imagined. Like our guys not going to be able to play. And, let me be clear, like you could see the impact of that in the game. Like guys just looked gassed and UCF used all three of their timeouts in the first half. And I think a lot of that was them realizing guys needed breaks, but to fight through that on top of you're also just playing one of the most talented teams in the country. It seemed to think they can go win a national championship and has a really good quarterback who the program has some familiarity with was just, I'm having a hard time being mad about this at all. And honestly, I'm a little, 
I like when the game ended, I was kind of feeling like, obviously I always feel bad when UCF loses, but I was like, man, I really feel like they can build on something here. And that was a really good game. And I'm just happy about that. I'm pretty disappointed with UCF fans in general. Like I get, it's not great when everyone loses, but like, <laughs> no, this is different to me. Like I, I, we've made fun of the fan bases before, but I think some of you were just trash. This is basically what I'm going to say at this point. Like I, I understand that. Okay. The team didn't win. You want them to win. But like, I was shocked by how negative some of you were being immediately. And not only like, Oh man, I wish they won, but just like screw these players. RJ Harvey's fighting with fans on Twitter right now. That's like how oh, is he really? I, I can't fathom playing a game like that against the number 16 in the country and you get back to the locker room and you get on your phone and fans are telling you you suck. So so some of you, some of you guys are just ridiculous. And like I just I and I know some of you are listeners, I'm sure, just mathematically. And I just I wish you guys could not, because that that really is just imagine being a player playing that game and you get on Twitter and fans are telling you you suck. I, I just, I don't know what's wrong with some of you. I don't know what some of you want. You know, like I just, it's like how many times on this podcast have we talked about over the last few weeks, how this is not going the way it should. UCF's 0-4 in Big 12 play and that's bad. We've all agreed that's bad. No one is saying that that's good or that this is fine. The Baylor loss was terrible. We've talked about that. We've talked about Gus Malzahn. We've talked about all of it. What the hell do you want from this team? If they go on the road while they're all sick, and hooked up to IV bags, and they almost beat Oklahoma. They come a two-point conversion away from going to overtime, and your reaction is, well, they definitely still need to fire everyone. All these players suck, blah, blah, blah. It's like, some people just suck. Like, I just, I don't know what to say to you other than just like, what is wrong with you? And if you are those people, maybe it was the heat of the moment. Maybe you'll calm down the coming hours. But frankly, like, get off Twitter, shut up, and just like, take a moment to think about how ridiculous you're being and why you're even a fan of this team. I'm so sick of some of these fans. And it's all the fans, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, I will go there. It's all the fans who came in after 2017. You guys are wrecking the fan base. And I'm not, I'm not one of those people. And I've always said before that, you know, like I, how long you've been a UCF fan doesn't mean anything. I know there's some people kind of like to gatekeep UCF fandom and say, oh, well, I was here when they went 0-12, so that makes me better. Or I was here when they were in Conference USA. It's like, that doesn't make you better. But for those of you who just like hopped on the train when they were good and now can't handle any kind of loss, you're pathetic and you need to stop. Like, I just, it's, I can't get over how disheartening that must be for the team for you guys just be crying on Twitter because your team almost beat the number 16 in the country when they've been playing badly and had a bad season, put it all on the line. You're just screaming at them because you're mad. I, I just, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I, I just, I just don't get it. I didn't think we'd have a tweet of the week segment like four minutes into the postgame podcast. I've just been seething since the game ended because it was just, I guess I was just in a totally different headspace than the rest of the fan base, but I just could not believe how many fans are just being just like this on Twitter and tweeting at players and stuff. I, I just, it's, I, I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. It's bizarre, but I, I would love to leave that where we, where we are now and just kind of talk about the game. And I think what the big takeaway for me is, is like they had a, had a pulse, which like they had more than that. Like they almost beat Oklahoma on the road. But I think it was just the fact that from what I expected was they blew that 28 point lead against Baylor. They got blown out by Kansas. Then I was expecting them to lose this one by a bunch of like 40 points, whatever it was, whatever my score prediction was. And then they didn't. And like, I was just kind of thinking after, if they get blown out in this game, I was thinking, all right, the rest of the season, it's like, what really, like, what do we really see from them? And now you come back out and like, I don't know what they, they made some tweaks to the defense. I don't know what they did entirely, but the defense looked better than it has all year. Um, the offense was like for the most part, maybe they scored 29 points on a good Oklahoma defense. Um, and yeah, I mean, that largely like everything that had gone wrong, I think a lot of the things that had gone wrong were fixed. I think there was a, still, still some things in some moments where you're like, do better, but I, I can't like, I can't going, I feel so much better about the rest of the year. Like I was thinking after last week or two weeks ago, coming into this game, coming off of a blowout loss to Oklahoma, like there's no way they come back home and beat West Virginia. 
Now I'm like, I think they play the way they did today or similar to the way they did today. They're going to have, they're going to put up a, a, another good game. And I think they might win that game. Like I feel better about getting three more wins the rest of the year and getting to a bowl game, which all along was what I wanted. Yeah. But Bailey, they didn't win. So they need to fire everybody. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom yeah, line, right? I mean, like they didn't win the game. So fire everyone. I just I'm so sick of you guys. I just can't, I'm not going to be able to get over this. I just can't believe how ridiculous. Cause I'm like looking at Twitter while we're doing this and I'm just seeing more of it. Like I just, I, well, don't, maybe I don't, don't. <laughs> like, I, I know I'm pissed right now, game. but I'm just like, I, I, I don't understand it. I really don't that that game could have happened and you're like, fire everyone. I, I just, I'm so over it, but it's like anyway, they were happy. It's like they were happy. Like if they would have won, it, like, what it they was. like, but seriously, yeah. I literally saw someone tweet that they're going to go three and nine. Based off of this game, I, I I I'm just done with some of this fan base. It's ridiculous. But anyway, fine. I'll let it go. I'll try to move on and breathe through it, and we'll talk about the actual game. But God, you guys are just ridiculous. But anyway, yeah. I I, I there was a, you know when you look at the Big Twelve as a whole now, or their their first four games into it, like they're zero and four, and that's bad. We all acknowledge that's bad, and it's always going to go back to that Baylor game and how they're up thirty five seven. But after that Kansas game two weeks ago, I was like, and we talked about it a million times, like the season just felt over. It was just, it. we talked a lot about concerns about the locker room and the culture and whether guys were going to be able to mentally get through this. And it just felt like they were done. And to take what happened against Kansas and come back two weeks later and go on the road and almost beat Gunman with two points of beating the number six team in the country is just, I feel completely different about the rest of the season. That doesn't mean they're not going to go out and lose to West Virginia because that's still a tough game, but there were just a lot of things to like, JRP is back and it is real. I'm having a hard time squaring in my brain that player we saw today and the guy we saw against Boise State is the same player who was like a roller coaster of chaos last season because he was just so measured today. There yeah. weren't highs and lows. He was just making good decisions, throwing the ball well. He's definitely limited mobility wise. You can tell on some of those runs. And I think he had negative rushing yards. And I don't think it's so much he's not healthy. It's just that's a clunky brace he has. But the offense looked a lot calmer with him than it has with Timmy over the last few weeks. And I think at some point we need to have the conversation today. Plumlee's been healthy through three games, and that's been the blowout win over Kent State, the win against Boise on the road, and now a two-point loss to Oklahoma. And maybe him being back can just be a lot of the difference maker. And also just the fact that we don't have to worry anymore about, oh, he's going to come in and tank this team. He's a good player. They just actually have a good quarterback now. And I think what, like, the, really where you see probably the only limitations is, like, some of the ones where he has to move laterally and, like, roll out. It's like he can't get enough on his throws and some right. of those. And there were some, some, some passes that fell short because of that. But no, I mean, overall, like he, when he had to run, he ran um, and he was throwing the ball better. I mean, he was, he was, it's, it is weird. Like his arm looks completely different than it has over the course of the last year and a half. And I think it's like, he has finally taken a step forward and it's just in time for like the season to wind down and his college career to wind down. But I, know. Um, I mean, you know, it does give you hope the rest of the way. Cause you're like, they need to get three more wins to get to a bowl. And it feels like there are three, like with the way they played today, there are three more wins on the schedule. I think there are. I agree. I agree. And Cincinnati that, lost it, to Baylor today. And it wasn't like how UCF lost to Baylor where they just went to sleep and let them take over. Baylor just Cincinnati's a very bad football team. And I think UCF's like going to win that one. And like you said, they could absolutely come back out next week and lose to West Virginia and play worse than they did today. Cause it's just yep. a, such a weird week to week thing with not even the team. It's like the entire league is that way. Yeah. Um, but... That's we're going to have to figure out what this podcast is going to do long-term because like the, just week to week previews are almost useless in the big 12 because all of these teams are so similarly matched that it's just like weird stuff is just going to continuously happen. Like we, and I know that's always college football, but the big 12 in particular is just a chaos league. <laughs> like we're never going to be able to tell you what's going to happen week to week. I don't know how I'm going to survive. Like, I just don't, I don't know how, like this is year one of this. And I, I assume at some point that UCS is going to get to a level where they are competing for, you know, at a higher level in the conference and every game is going to mean that much more. Like right now, it's just like, oh man, I want UCF to win a conference game. 
Yeah. Like in the future, it's going to be like every game matters toward the race for the conference title. And I'm just going to be able to, I'm going to be a mess every Saturday. But you look at UCF in the big 12 and through four games, they're 0 and four and that's us suck. Thank God. Cincinnati lost. So UCF's not the only winless team in the conference, but <laughs> at least it's become clear that Kansas was the, was the weird one of those yeah. four, right? Because they were competitive against Kansas state. They had the lead, but they couldn't hold on Baylor. We all know what happened, but they were blowing them out and then fell apart. And then Oklahoma today, they had the lead late in the game and it's just Oklahoma. I mean, Kansas is the only one where they just fell flat and looked terrible. And I honestly, the coaches have kind of hinted at it and maybe it is right that it just felt like part of that. And I don't want to like take away that win from Kansas because Kansas played really well, but it did seem like some of that in hindsight was just UCF just could not shake off that Baylor loss. I mean, that was a really sort of catastrophic loss to go through. And it seemed like they were sleepwalking against Kansas. This felt like a reset. And I don't think this is another loss that's going to like be a death blow to the locker room. I think this is the type of loss that UCF can look at. Like if I'm Gus right now, my message to the team in the locker room post game is easy. It's, Hey guys, guess what? You all are sick. You have a virus or the flu or whatever. We were hooking you all up to IVs before kickoff. You went out there on the road against the number six team in the country. You took it to them. We lost by two points. If you can lose by two points to this team, we can beat anyone left on the schedule. And you did this sick and you did this sick and on IVs. So I, that it's gonna give confidence to the team i really do and and i get there are no moral victories and i'm not trying to say this is one. i'm just saying that i it's hard to not feel better about the home stretch of the season a with how they played today b with the defense which we've probably talked about more looking better and and john rice plumley being back and just still looking like a really solid quarterback yeah i mean this is and that's the thing is like this is the absolute best team they're gonna play all year long they're going to play some good teams. Like West Virginia, I think, is a pretty good team. They yep. Again, week to week with the Big 12, you never know. Like They're down 10-7 right now to Oklahoma State, who at one point in the season looked lifeless, and now Oklahoma State, I think, is good, but it's just a weird thing. But they play West Virginia, and they play Cincinnati. Like it's They're, they're playing a stretch, and who's after Cincinnati? It's um Oklahoma State, and then Texas Tech and Houston. Like You're playing teams that are not at the same level as Oklahoma. I'm not saying they're going to go out and play like they did tonight, today in every, every one of those games and win all of them. I don't think they're going to win out by any stretch, but you can feel confident that they're going to win any of those games. Cause after Kansas, it was like, they can't stop anything. Like they're, they're going to give yeah. up 50 points the rest of the way. And they don't, they can't win games like that. The defense somehow and whatever they did, like they came out and, and I would shout to, I forget what it is. Is it UCF X's and O's on, on Twitter? Yeah. He was saying yesterday, like that the defense might match up with Oklahoma's offense oddly better than it did Kansas because they do a lot of the, they do some different things. And, there maybe was some of that, but I think it was also just some adjustments they made during the bye week and they were able to, they, they played pretty well in coverage. They had what should have been two interceptions. Yep. Um, they, they got to Gabriel, I think for four or five sacks, three or three or three to five. I don't remember the number yep. exactly. They held up against the run for most of the game, maybe save for the last drive. But, and at that point, they're probably just exhausted. I think they were, sick. they're all sick and, yeah. and the offense and a the, couple short drives. The temperature I mean. gets, temperature ramps up as the game goes on. So you're also just, playing against a bunch of previous five stars and four stars who yeah. are bigger and faster than you. Like you need to give everything on every snap to be able to keep up with them. I think it just got to them yeah. at the end. I just, I feel way different about this defense than I did, I guess, what, four hours ago. I feel <laughs> like a lot better. Four and a half hours ago. And like I said, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm expert enough. I'm going to go back and rewatch the game, obviously, but like to tell you what, changed i mean the only like really yeah. clear things i noticed is that different players being featured more we saw decorian patterson was out there a ton sean peterson was out there so maybe yeah. those transfers are finally kind of finding their feet malachi Lawrence, barber was back healthy 
we we barely talk about Malachi Lawrence, and he's yeah. been fantastic for this year. Ricky Barber was back healthy, and you felt that impact. Lee Hunter was playing great. It really, I, I, and it's what I said in the past podcast, having Ricky Barber back isn't just great for when he's out there. It's just taking John Walker from a starter to depth and just be giving yeah. you room to rotate back there in the same, and adding Sean Peterson and Malachi Lawrence helps that too. It's like, it's like, and that makes that whole unit so much stronger. The D line played fantastic today, and the secondary yeah. had their best game in like two years, right? I, I mean, yeah. I couldn't believe how well they were covering these receivers. Yeah, I think so. And then I think like offensively, they put up like I talked about the, the few drives there where they could have added to the lead, but overall, I mean, they scored them was it five straight drives. R.J. Harvey had a great game. They're running the ball pretty well. Um, not an easy team to play against. And and JRP had uh, it was the big play to, to Javon Baker before halftime and. Yeah, it was just I don't know. It, it, you you probably play that game however many times you want to play that game. It probably doesn't turn out this way every time because I think like yeah. Oklahoma will feel like they should have like played better than they did. Oklahoma but, absolutely was, Oklahoma absolutely came out flat, like just kind of like yeah. eh, whatever. And they and they woke up pretty quick, but those first couple drives they did not seem like they were locked in. Yeah, and I mean yeah, the two two missed field goals obviously make it like a different game too. But overall, it's just like you come you come out of that game. It's like I don't know how you still feel the same way that you did before the game. Like no. I it just, I feel so much better going forward. And if there's more positives, we can talk more positives, but at some point we need to talk about that two point play. Yeah, we will. I, I don't have much more to say positive wise. I mean, like, like I said, it's just knowing that the defense isn't going to get steamrolled every game, which they still could like, I'm, you never know, yeah. but it, <laughs> it, it's hard to imagine it now, given what just happened in this game. And I also have to say, because some fans are pulling the whole, because I've been tweeting some of this, obviously, and some fans, you know, you guys are just great. Some of you. Have been po- have been tweeting stuff like, okay, well, Oklahoma was like our Super Bowl. Of course, they played well. If that's the case, then like, why has Oklahoma been killing everyone else they're playing? It, yeah. That they're everyone's Super Bowl or Oklahoma. I, I just I think that's just a really defeatist attitude. To, I think to what was it chalk like, that up to that? Even I the closest pipe, game. Sorry, not the not the closest game. The closest game they played was Texas, but like the closest game before that was Cincinnati. I think they beat Cincinnati what twenty to six. It was twenty to six, and a lot of that was Cincinnati just could not do anything offensively. No, it was and, not even as close as that score. It was just Oklahoma yeah. just was kind of like whatever. It was also on the road, which yeah. it's the yeah. I got to remember UCF actually went into into that stadium and won this game. So I I, or I, I lost I, this game closely. So not that we that not that UCF would have won either game, but I wish they would have gotten one of these teams, Oklahoma or Texas, at home this year. Like I just. Every other new team does. So, BYU, yeah, Houston, Houston's hosting Texas right now. And the fact that yeah. UCF, if they lost by two on the road, if this game's in the bounce house, I think UCF wins it. I really do. I, I don't think that's a hot take. And that's frustrating that UCF is the only new team that was denied that opportunity. But yeah, it's just, and like I said, to me, if we're going to transition to negatives, let me just say, first off, it still just all comes back to the freaking Baylor game for me, because if the yeah. Baylor game's just a win and everything else happens the same, that's it's totally different right now. They're one in three in big 12 play. And you're saying, okay, well, they, you know, the Kansas game was bad, but we almost beat Oklahoma. We're clearly cooking something here. Bowl games easily in reach. And instead it's like, it's still going to be a fight for a bowl. So it's just all right. back to that freaking Baylor game. That's the thing. Cause I'm thinking like, if you're, if you have four wins already banked right now, it's like, I think no, no chance. They don't win two games on the stretch. Since now Houston like, are both sitting there. Like there's your, two now wins. it gets scary because like you have to find another win and, and you wouldn't have to do that. You, you finding another win. If they won that Baylor game was okay, they won seven games their first year. Yeah, it's just everything is going to go back to that game probably forever. I know that's so just the way it is, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm not going to keep going back to the fans who are mad, but it's like I just don't know what you guys want. You know, I'm probably going to regret that rant. I don't even fully remember what I said. I was so mad when we started the podcast. It was a lot. Was it a lot? Mm, oh it well. was a lot. Um, I'm not editing it out because we have a video version now, and it takes me too long. Um, I, our, our, I used to cut all kinds of stuff out of the podcast and I don't really do it anymore because it's way harder to cut the video version, the audio version. And like, I knew a moment was going to come where I was going to say something I really probably should cut. I'm not going to be able to. And apparently that moment's today, 
But no, I, mean, I, I don't think it was too bad. It was just a lot. <laughs> I just don't get it. it right like, off I, the bat, too. <laughs> I, I just don't understand how you can watch that game and say, well, the, I, I've reaffirmed that everyone needs to go. I, I just, I, it's, I get it sucks when UCF loses. I'm bummed they lost the game, obviously. But when you're playing the number six team and you're sitting here, all, I mean, how many times did I text you this week and say, I hate that I'm not even looking forward to this game? Like, I just oh, want I, it to be over with. And it was yeah. one of my, it was one of my favorite games they played in the last years. Like, it was so entertaining. <laughs> like, I just, yeah. yeah, I don't get it, but we can talk about the bad stuff now. We can we can placate that group of the fan base that just wants to be angry and cry whenever UCF is undefeated. We can do that. Yeah, we'll throw you guys um, a bone. I feel like honestly, like, I I'm trying to think what there really was. Like already referenced the fact that like where the game turned was the fact that they didn't extend their lead. But I don't yeah. know what really I want to get into like too negative other than the play call on on the two. That was really it for me. Was that two point conversion play? I. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about or what it was, it was UCF once again tried the double pass where they're going to have a player who's not a quarterback throw. This it time wasn't even RJ this time. They've tried it with Kobe, RJ, and Townsend now. And it, and it's just, we are more than six games. We're seven games into the season, guys. It has never worked. It hasn't worked once this season. And they and not only to keep trying it, but to keep trying it on what I think I can probably say is the most critical play of the season. I don't understand. I I, I don't know what their obsession is with this. I, 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 it seriously just makes me want to bash my head against the table. I don't know why they are so obsessed with making my problem like that work. My problem with it too. is So yes, it has not worked all year long. And even taking that all to pushing that off to the side, dissecting the play itself feels like a play that you can run. You can, well, I I guess they have to prove they can't run it anywhere, but you probably don't run it in that condensed area of the field because right. there is one read, there's one guy that you can throw the ball to, and if he's covered, it's broken. But if, you know, yeah, yeah, sure, if, he, if he's open, cool. But any other, okay, when you run that play somewhere else in the field, if the guy's open, that's 75 yards, like whatever. It, right. It's just a, and there's more room to work with. You're condensed down there, and you get, you need, what is it? They put the ball the three yard line or the two yard line? I'm not sure. It's down inside the five yard line for a two point conversion. So you go shotgun. You throw it laterally to your wide receiver, who's not a gadget player, um, according to Gus Melzon. He got really upset about that. You throw it to him, and he has one read. He doesn't even get the throw off because they had it covered. But uh, Because first off, this is the thing. I watched that play, and the progression of me watching that play was, did they really just throw a screen on the two-point conversion play? And then I realized he's scanning the field, not even trying to make anybody miss. I'm like, all right. I knew from that point, I was like, this is not going to go. This is not going to go the way we want it to. And I'd be fine. Like all of the stuff we just talked about, it feels so much better if that play would have just been a normal play call and they wouldn't have gotten it. And they lost 31 29, fine. But to come out with that, and that's what you hinged this game on. Like, come on, man. I found myself and I stopped really quickly, almost getting mad at Townsend for two reasons. Cause the pass was supposed to be a Baker and Baker's open for a fraction of a second. That's the most frustrating part of the play. And the second part is then Townsend kind of just shifts around and then goes down. And in my head, I'm like, you, you have to at least get like, this is the game. Like just throw it into the end zone. And I'm like, okay, I'm asking a wide receiver why he didn't have a better understanding of that situation. Like I, yeah. I don't know why the hell they call it. And my thing with two point, I'm not a coach by any means, but it's like my thing with two point conversions is you always want to run something where you have multiple options where it's yeah. not just one thing or it doesn't work. And that play was, that's it. I, I just yeah. baffling. If it's covered, that. it doesn't work. That's but, just... And this is why I get so fans. Cause it's like, I can't, this staff just coached a team that almost beat Oklahoma on the road. I can't then go get mad about the one play that didn't work, especially since I'm not one to complain about the reps, but UCF was also just had an interception taken away for no reason. in the first half, even, you know, it's bad yeah. when we were late in the third quarter and the announcers are like, God, that bad call that took that interception <laughs> from UCF. And that's three points in a two-point game because yeah. Oklahoma then made yeah. the field goal and it should have been I didn't think so. about that until – so I was watching the game somewhere else. I came on my way, on my way home. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. They they gave them a field goal at the end yeah. of the first half. You never in, know in a game, game that they then won there, by but, two. I, it's a totally yeah. different game from there, but it's yeah, still just frustrating but, in a game that was that tight. But 
It's also yeah. technically a different game. I know I, I was poking fun at Brent Venables on uh, on getting mad at the refs for not seeing Javon blow a kiss at the sideline. Okay. Because <laughs> listen, if he had gotten flagged for that, that's a spot foul. That would have been bad. oh no, I know like, that would have been, been really bad. But, um, but I, I also think really it's funny, funny that he's just so mad that like you didn't see it like just all right yeah i guess yeah, why is but... it also it's not like he flipped off the sideline he blew a no. kiss it was a loving <laughs> gesture i don't know what was wrong with it, I, That's what it was how fine. do you know that he, i was gonna tweet that I was gonna, you don't know the intent behind him blowing a kiss you don't know if it was just him saying he might have seen a former high school teammate we don't know i, I it, it was also if i remember right i think it was like directly to venable like it was like he happened to do it right as he was running past venables <laughs> like it was just the timing was funny but yeah i don't I don't know. Um, I guess fans can throw fits and be mad, and I get it. UCF's 0-4 in Big 12 play, and just even saying that makes my heart no, it constrict. Sucks. But it sucks. I feel, I think the best word to describe how I feel right now about the season is I feel sort of revitalized. Like, I just feel like this season can still have good moments. And and coming off of Kansas, I just wasn't sure of that. And I mean, I'll give you an example of that. I was not looking forward to coming for the West Virginia game next weekend. And now I'm like, all right, yeah. I'll, get, I'll get back up for that game. I think they, but, and especially if the crowd's going to, the crowd's going to be good, I'm sure. It'll place will be packed and loud. I think that, I, I think that's a game you see. Well, I know it's a game UCF can win and we see if they will, but I think they're, this is turning a corner, guys. To go from what they did against Kansas to what they did to, against Oklahoma, that's taking your bye week and turning a corner. Now they have to build off that, but yeah. I think they can. I, I Our big concern was the defense and some of the offensive mistakes and the defense has looked the best they looked all year. Whatever they fixed is working. And I think part of it is just emphasizing different guys in different roles. And JRP's back and the offense just looks more steady when he's there. Can't believe that's a real sentence, but it's true. So I, I feel better about this closing stretch. I do. I do. And then I, but where I'm still worried is like, what if it's just a one week thing? What if it is like, they need to build on it. it could be. Thing, but what if, what if they don't? Like, but that's, that's what that's I'm what saying I'm is still... we know it's not because when you look at the four games, sure, they're all losses, but now we're at the point where only one of them UCF was not competitive in. They yeah. were competitive in the other three. It's not like they're, it's, they're close. Like it's like, they just got to get there. So yeah. And listen, I, I I know the whole bottom of the Big 12 thing is bad, but all, all the new four are having terrible years. Like, this isn't a unique to UCF thing. Houston, Cincinnati also has not won a conference game. It's UCF and Cincy are both still winless, and Cincy's winless is a lot worse than UCF's because out of conference, they lost to Miami, Ohio, which I find hilarious. And in conference, they haven't even been competitive. Um, BYU's one conference win is Houston, or uh, is Cincinnati, excuse me. And Houston's one conference win is West Virginia, who they beat on a, on like a just a fluky Hail Mary. And Houston is playing Texas today. I'm sure that's going to go great. So it's like, this isn't just a UCF thing. It's a tough transition. But since, so Cincinnati almost Baylored Baylor in this game. I didn't realize. So they, yeah. they scored 15 points in the fourth quarter and made it 30, 31-29. No, that was, that was UCF. 32-29. That's weird. How one funny. point difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, this year was always going to be a struggle. I think everybody like, there were delusions about, you know, 10 wins, nine, wins, not from whatever. us. And no, I'm not taking pride not in that because some, yeah. some people got ridiculous where like actual predictions of they could compete for the conference title this no, year. And if they get to, if they, however they get there, if they get to six and six, that's what I asked for. We said all off season, get to a bowl, be the best of the new four. Both those things are still on the table. So I do I, reserve the right. If they get to six and six, I will be happy that they did what I asked for, but I reserve the right to still be mad about Baylor. Cause they could have been seven. And five. I'm never going to not be mad about Baylor. Yeah. I'm st- I'm pissed about Baylor right now. This game made me more mad about Baylor because I'm yeah. like, wow, think of how much a better mood I would be if they hadn't blown a 35-7 lead. I'm never going to get over that game for the rest of my life. I'll be 80 and thinking about it. But yeah, it's just the season is just we talked about all offseason. They're probably gonna go seven and five or six or six. Things are still looking that way. And they're looking I, I was worried that they weren't, but after this game, I feel like they are. So it's just hard to be in such a negative headspace. And I was just was just so caught off guard by how many fans are. I I, I just I don't I don't get it. Random stat thing that I'm looking at on ESPN. Did MAR get a carry? 
Yeah, I saw that. I have no recollection of that. So I think I that might think just be like, right. a, yeah, I noticed Maybe. that too. I don't think that's I, right. Yeah, it had to have been somebody else. <laughs> it just got wrong. But yeah, there were some things that were wrong. Um, but I, don't know, I just saw that. I was looking to see if there was anything else I needed to point out. And that's what, that was the one thing that I saw where I was like, mm. yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I think we can probably leave it there. Um, I, yeah, I, we talked about everything that I think we needed to cover. Probably I think not, that the new gold but... helmets might have some sort of magical powers because they were undefeated in them going into this game. And sure, they lost. But hey, you wear those and you almost beat Oklahoma. I think that's pretty interesting. <laughs> I don't know. New, yeah, magical powers. Just break that's, them out. That's where I also are. just that's love those. I also love those gold helmets, man. Like I never even had an issue with the old ones. I always like the old ones, but these ones just pop in a different way. They're a little shinier. They're a little glossier. Well, they're not glossy. I mean, they're the same texture and everything, but just the way they, I don't know, the way the sun hits them is just different since they're that lighter gold. It feels more like a gold gold. I don't know. I know I'm rambling yeah. about a gold. No, now, that's, that's the that's last one of my thing favorite. listeners want. <laughs> that's one of my favorite parts about the post game podcast is like we get toward down toward the end and we're like, we talked all about the game. So like now, now it's like it's literally almost a segment where it's like we'll just talk about how the uniforms looked and then we'll get out of here. Well, so. it's an interesting one to me because if people know my uniform takes like I don't like tricolor combos and I feel like yeah. that makes like I know a lot of fans do and you guys are wrong. They just don't look good. But this is like the the literal one UCF does that I'll like allow because it's so on. Yeah, it, it looks, looks so on brand. So I'll allow was it. this what was the one they did last year? Was it was a home game, wasn't it? Or no, was it? What are you talking about? Didn't they do a tricolor combo last year? That they were they was were like this throwback last year. Oh, was it this one? Okay, it was on the road at East Carolina, okay. <laughs> and it was with yeah. the great state. Game. It was with the state of UCF decal. Um, great game that was. Um, what a time! Yeah. I didn't say that because that was my immediate thought when this combo got announced. Was I was like, went well last time yeah. they wore it <laughs> for a road game. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you weren't allowed to say that though, because you're one of the people who was always about like does not matter how they play in a uniform. Something no, and fault. you and I so. were talking about that because what the who cares? If you're still here, we'll talk about whatever we want. You'll have to listen to it, fans. Um we, we were talking about this with the Bucks game because they wore the yeah. creamsicle uniforms, which I love, and they lost them, and people were like, so We gotta get rid of the creamsicle. Yeah, because people are like they're one they're one and four, they're one and five all time in like their throwback games. And I'm like, Yeah, I think that's just because most of the time they're not a very good team. But I, I get know. it though. Like <laughs> fans are superstitious. Like we we went through a phase yeah. in 2013 and 2014 where if we, we thought that if we didn't need a Twizzler after every UCF touchdown, they would lose the game. Like it's like fans are crazy. Like it's just you're looking at me weirdly. Have I never told you that? No, was that wait? Me and my you, family. Was we? Oh yeah, because I was okay. still I was still. I don't know yeah. if it was like a UCF fan base thing. I was like I missed this. Completely. No, I was like 16 at the time. It was I forget how it started. It was like in a tailgate or something. One of my dad's like college roommates was like, we gotta eat Twizzlers so UCF will win the game, and we did it, and they won. And that was like early in 2013. And 2013 was the craziest UCF year ever. Oh, yeah. They were winning every game, but like Razor Thin and every game we were like, it's because of the Twizzler. And then it got like, I forget what, it, oh, right. Okay. So then it was the South Carolina game, which they lost. We did not have Twizzlers before. And so then it was mm. official. And, and I remember very specifically then in 2014, we're like in Ireland, in the stadium, like breaking out the Twizzlers, like we need to, we need to eat more guys. <laughs> like they're losing. Yeah. Like, and then they started so Pete DeNovo. <laughs> yeah, I think someone I was someone one of my parents' friends for that game actually drank a beer out of a shoe because he said the Twizzlers aren't working, so let's try this. I'll have to check with my dad on that. But I, so so I understand that, fans are superstitious. This is the point, but it's not that would have been tough for me because I don't like Twizzlers. I don't like Twizzlers either, man. But oh, I did it. Wow. I don't like Twizzlers. I, and if you Respect. are listening, and you do like Twizzlers. That's cool because you know it's food. But I, I I find them nauseating. Like I don't enjoy them. You know, but I was I like, I gotta eat them. this for you. So you have to win. Oh really? I used to love them as a kid, and I think I like ate a lot of one like in one sitting one time and ruined forever. I just this is like a like this is a fundamental philosophical divide in the country because when I want candy, I want chocolate, and some people hmm. want like like fruit type candy. Like depends on my mood. Stuff. It to me it never does. Like what okay, you can have any candy. I don't know what we're doing. What what if we'll do this and we'll be done with the podcast? You can have any candy in front of you right now. Like what do you want in your hand? I my first thought went to Skittles. Oh, see, I don't like but Skittles. I think it's just too like oh, yeah, well, I love Skittles. Yeah. I like Skittles and Sour Patch Kids. I think those are my two like oh, God, you're just naming stuff I don't like. 
I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Why? Why are you sorry? I don't know. You, you just like, seem disappointed in me. I don't know. No, well, like I do. How, I do uh, think it's a really basic move to like Skittles. Like, I think that it's just like a you know, you're like everyone else. Congrats. Try to be Marshall, Marshawn Lynch is basic. I say that. Sure, I say that. <laughs> When I was going to say my answer is like a Hershey's chocolate bar, which I think is like the most stereotypical <laughs> candy item in America. I think it probably is. Yeah. yeah. Um, we should probably stop. I think we could. Hey, it's like Halloween week, right? <laughs> or next week is. So we can talk oh, about yeah. candy. That makes it okay. It's that great. makes that We'll justifies. talk about candy again on the next podcast. I can't wait for the Monday be... presser for someone to ask us what his favorite Halloween candy is and watch him just stare like a deer in the headlights and be like, what? It's gonna happen. He's going to be like, oh, chips with a dip. I know um, that this is like this is not how pressers go, and you could not do this and should not do this. But it would be really funny to lead with that. Like he gets up there and is like, "So obviously we just had a tough loss, but you know we're getting." He just goes. Qu- he always he, he always goes questions. Yeah, just questions. the first question. Questions. First question is, Coach, what do you think about Reese's pieces? Are you a fan? Or are you against them? Yeah. No, I mean, that, do you remember if it, rest in peace, Mike Leach? He was the one that would just talk about candy. Any opportunity he could get to talk about candy, he would just do it. He would go on rants about candy. He had one of my favorite quotes ever where he said that people may not realize it but there's still plenty of candy innovation going on yeah in America and started talking about like new candies that had come out in the last few years i just yeah. love that oh it was good um all right yeah we'll leave it here um, if i offended any fans gonna... if i offended any fans with my rant i haven't listened back to it yet so if it's over the top i do apologize if i listen back to it and i decide i'm okay with it i don't apologize but we don't know yet where i'm gonna land on that so it's a good place to. Just I think that's good. That's a good way to look. Don't at tell it. players they suck after a game. I just what is that? I, I can't believe that R.J. Harvey after the game he had got on Twitter and the first thing he saw was a fan saying he sucks. That like that really bothers me. But it's also just wrong. Like what? Right? Like, he rushed for over hundred yards. Don't tweet that. Don't tweet that at any player. But like, why is that the person that you single out? That's insane. Do you think that the reaction would have been different? Everything happens exactly the same except the failed two-point conversions, just JRP like gets sacked on a pass attempt. Do you think it's the same reaction? Or was it just because it was that type of play that we're just... I don't know. I've wondered the same thing because it's like I... It just... The whole thing was like, wow, what an effort. And then that left the bad taste in my mouth because it was like... Just run a normal play. And then man. on top like, of that, I feel like we it's this game just had all the upset materials. It had Oklahoma missing yeah. two field goals. It had UCF that Javon Baker touchdown catch was on a fourth and ten. UCF yeah. then misses the two point conversion on that. They almost got the onside kick. Like a UCF player had hands on it that. past ten yeah. yards. I I like so it was it was close, but you know yeah. Well, because it was funny because the, bro- the broadcast they were like, oh, a two point conversion. Like you want to run your best two point play. Like is that their best two point play? And I was like, I can it cannot be, but it could There's be. No I don't way. know. There's no way. Maybe in this maybe in this playbook. I don't know. Why can't um, a two-point yeah. play just be whatever you would run when you're three yards away from the end zone? Why does it have to be something special? I just yeah, I don't know. You mean it like why uh, couldn't they like honestly if they had just done wild Bowser with Harvey, would anyone have complained? Probably. It worked earlier. They ran it once earlier in the game and it worked. Probably I mean, would have complained. Yeah, right. Um just took the ball out of JRP's hand. There's been a lot of conversation about that like the wild Bowser formation this season. So it it would it would have been another another one that would have been Wildly maybe Oklahoma is just really good at defense. Wild concept, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll leave it here. We will be back uh, early next week with episode 170 of the Pegasus podcast. Until then, you can find us on Twitter at Bailey J Adams 22 at by CA Simmons and at night sports. Now, thank you guys so much for being with us. Be nice to people. I shouldn't have to say that at the end of the podcast, but be nice to people. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being with us. Bye everybody.